Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best, stay tuned sports podcast. And hello there all you stay tuners, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, kicking off this Fight Island week. UFC 251 this weekend. Uh, I'm only really going to focus on... The UFC pay-per-view because I'm actually in the middle of moving, so don't really have too much time. But I wanted to get a quick episode out, give my picks, my opinions about the fights, things of that nature. But before all that, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page. Like and share that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have some merchandise. Uh, in the pipelines, I actually just ordered a hat now with a Stay Tuned Sports logo on. See how it looks. Doesn't look too bad. So we may be coming up with uh, hats within the next week or two. Um, if you guys are into hats instead of t-shirts and all the other stuff. So, but like I said, um, UFC 251 is uh, this weekend. Maybe if I have all my equipment uh, set back up by the the weekend, I'll. Do another quick episode talking about you know the Patrick Mahomes contract situation with Deshaun uh, Jackson and any other type of uh, sports stories that may have came up between now and then. So yeah, UFC 251 is this weekend, kicking off the Fight Island at uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, this is what Dana White built up since the whole pandemic started and you know kind of put the UFC on pause for a little bit there and this, like I said this is the first pay-per-view that they will be holding there and you know if you've been living underneath the rock let me just tell you this it's a stacked stack card I, I don't know I can't remember the last time a card like this was put together I mean maybe you would have to go all the way back to UFC 100 even uh, you got three title fights going on, and even the first two fights of the fight card are potential co-main event type fights. Now, kicking it off, UFC 251, the main card, we have Amanda Rubas versus Paige Van Zant. I believe this is Van Zant's last fight on her contract with the UFC. It's been well known that she's not happy with her pay with the UFC and is kind of looking forward to becoming a free agent out there. Now, she's coming in with an 8-4 record. 
she never strike me struck me as a potential champion but a mid-tier type person now if she goes to Bellator you know maybe it might change I mean nothing against Bellator but they don't really have the, the top talent so as far as this fight and Amanda Rebus to me is the the new up-and-comer not saying Paige Van Sant is over the hill because she's not but I think Rebus being the younger fighter hungrier fighter not looking past this fight because I think Van Zant kind of is, you know, just thinking about free agency and stuff. I think Rebus is going to make quick work of Paige Van Zant. You know, Van Zant the past couple of years has had issues with that uh, broken arm that she got in her last fight. Had to have multiple surgeries done to it, and I, I'm hoping it holds up. I hope she doesn't have a, a relapse of a, a fractured arm. And that's just kicking off the the, the, the night. And that's in the, the women's flyweight division. <clears throat> After that, we have a rematch between Amanda Andrade and Rose Namahunes. Now, let's not forget, Rose is a former champion in the, the strawweight division. And not saying it was a fluke, her loss to Andrade. But Andrade slammed her on her head and... I believe Rose was the the big favorite going into that fight. Do I think it's going to be the same outcome? You know, a lot of people are picking Rose and saying her loss to Andre, Jessica Andre, was a fluke. But in the past few months, Rose had to, to pull from a card because she lost a family member due to COVID. Um, kind of retired after her last fight so it begs the question is she mentally back or is there still some questions in her head of should I be fighting or shouldn't I be fighting and I'm sorry but in this type of sport you gotta be 100% mentally ready to get in that cage and if there's that 1% of you guessing yourself if I should be in here or not that's when you get in trouble now even though Rose has the three inch reach advantage and you know you say oh that's only three inches it's actually you know that's significant but I'm actually gonna go with, with Jessica here um, just because I don't think Rose is 100% mentally back in that cage yet now, if Rose wins, where does that put her? Does she need another win to get into a back into a title fight, or does that automatically put her back in a title fight? I, I think she definitely needs one or two more fights just to make sure the ring rust is all gone. You know, because it has been a little while since her last fight. Um. against you know Jessica it was actually over a year ago was her her last fight and we've seen how ring rust does hinder a fighter so 
I'm going with Jessica Andre there with the win. Possibly a knockout. I mean, she is a brawler. Then we have the first of three title fights on the pay-per-view for the Bantamweight title, Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. First and foremost, I don't think Jose deserves to be there. He lost his last fight, and we saw this with the OL Romero against Adonis. I'm sorry. If I, I just don't understand how they could put a fighter in a championship bout after losing, whether it was close, whether it was the right decision or not. I just don't agree with this matchup, at, at least for right now. I mean, Jose Aldo is a very good fighter, but to lose to uh, to lose his last fight against Marlon Moraes to me would put him two fights behind to, to try to get back in the title but we are here Peter Jan kinda taking jabs at, at my boy uh, Sean O'Malley but I think with this fight though I think I'm, I'm going with Peter Jan I think Jose Aldo is on the downturn of his career. Um, now, the one uh, one question that I kept seeing today on Twitter was, whatever happened to Jose Aldo's leg kicks? You know, we remember the fight between him and uh, Haraya Faber, who basically gave up because of leg kicks. I think that's the only way Jose is going to be able to win against Peter Jan, is bringing those leg kicks back and just keep chopping at it, chop it, chop, 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 chop. With Peter Yan, we saw Connor knock out Jose. You know, once you get knocked out once, it weakens that chin a little bit. Maybe Peter Yan could could do it again. So I think that's what's going to happen there. I think Peter Yan's going to knock out Jose Aldo. And if Jose loses this fight, I think you may see him take some time off to really think about where he should go because this would be his third loss in a row and I mean he, he just dropped down to this division to try to re-energize his, his career and try to get another belt so then after that fight we have the co-main event the featherweight title fight between Alexander Volganovsky and Max Holloway it's a, a rematch from their last fight I just, this is a tough one. I mean, Alexander, he, he's a hell of a fighter. Hungry fighter. I mean, he's already calling out uh, Habib. He wants to do a super fight with him. But Max Holloway, everybody on this card is no slouch. He's got heart. We've seen that. Obviously, the champion is the favorite here. But I'm, I'm probably going to be pulling for Max. You know, just something about him, his character, his fighting style, he, he's, he's very good. And he's in the prime of his career. There's no signs of slowing down. Now, he does give up a two-inch reach uh, disadvantage to Alexander. To me, the reach is a big thing when it comes to MMA or boxing. I think that's the biggest thing. 
when it comes to trying to figure out who you're going to go with and, and and pick to win. But I think Max finds a way to to pull it out and regain this this fight. I think this has potential to be fight of the night. Um, could be bloody and potentially set up a a trilogy. Then for the main event, we have the welterweight title on the line. Originally, it was supposed to be Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns, but earlier this week, I believe Sunday, it came out that Gilbert Burns became ill and could not participate. Now, Jorge Masvidal is one of those fighters that was holding out because of more money, wanted more money. Um, what better way to UFC to say, okay, fine, we have a way to, to pay you. Made the deal, and even more drama unfolds. Yesterday came out that Jorge Masvidal's trainer, Mike Brown, tested positive for COVID and will not be able to be in his corner. I think that is huge because Mike Brown is one of the better and up-and-coming coaches out there, um, coaching you know some of the top athletes in the UFC. I'm curious to see how that's going to hinder, if it does hinder, Jorge. And a little backstory with the two was Jorge. This is he, he's been fighting in MMA for 16, 17 years. As long as he makes weight and this fight goes on, that will be the longest stretch before getting a title shot in any division. That's that's impressive. Just the fact that he never gave up the dream to be a champion, the BMF title. Let's go, guys. That that's it's a gimmick. It was always a gimmick. It, you know, it was cool between the, him and, and and Diaz. It was an interesting build up to the fight, but it's not a UFC title. It's not a Bellator title. It's, it's it's a toy title. This right here, the welterweight title, is big, and a lot of people think Usman is going to run through Masvidal. I don't know if I'm picking him because picking Masvidal because I like him, but I really think he could defeat Usman. Now, if Usman takes him down to the ground, it's gonna be interesting. Now, uh, Masvidal does have some wins when it comes to submissions, but he's known for his power, his his, his boxing. You know, all the way back in the day, you know, down in the the, the Miami beaches. With the street fights like uh, Jesus Christ, can't remember his name now. He just passed away a couple years ago. Oh, you gay? Um, but yeah, if you go back and watch some of his his street fights, the heavyweight guys he's he's going up up against, Kimbo Slice. That's the guy's name. Jesus Christ, how do I forget about him? But going up against heavyweight guys and knocking them out. All he has to do is just get a couple of those punches. Now I did see too, you know, obviously the Ben Askren videos is coming back out since Masvidal's fighting. 
How funny would it be if he lands a flying knee on Uzman and knocks him out for the title? That would be that would be awesome. But yeah, so for this fight, definitely going with Jorge Masvidal. I may even do a little DraftKings thing with my picks just to see how I do. Normally I don't do that well with it, but so that's my picks for this weekend's UFC 251. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Pay-per-view. I think it's going to be an awesome card. It's going to be a fun card. And I will probably be live tweeting it. I'm going to try to get back into that because that, that, you know, I have a fun time with you guys interacting, arguing, and, and over picks and stuff like that. So, But the way you guys could interact with me there is you head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. I don't really interact um, live on Facebook, but like and share a page there because you always get notifications when the new episode drops. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us get up those charts so we can get bigger and better and bring you guys along for the ride. So until next time, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out. <laughs>